0: You're listening to the Learn Like a CPA podcast, where we talk about all things real estate, tax strategy, and personal finance. Whether you're a real estate investor looking to scale your portfolio, or you're an individual wanting to take your financial freedom journey to the next level, this is a podcast for you. Welcome back to the Learn Like a CPA show. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of leverage when it comes to real estate. This one is Sometimes hard to understand it in the beginning, but being able to use other people's money, such as the banks, private money, personal loans, being able to use leverage provides so many benefits. There's pros and cons to using leverage, but with real estate, when we talk about the four main benefits of owning real estate in the form of cash flow, debt pay down, tax benefits, and appreciation these benefits that are attributable to real estate, they get amplified when you talk about bringing in leverage. When you don't use leverage versus when you use leverage, you also get three additional benefits. These these benefits include liability protection for your equity, market risk mitigation, and also time, which we're going to get into in a little bit. So from a cash flow perspective, using leverage allows you to acquire more doors or more units, which in turn is going to allow you to receive more cash flow per month. Now, the contrary to this is, you're gonna have on a one door basis using debt versus not using debt, you're gonna have more cash flow in the unit that has no debt because you're not gonna have a mortgage payment compared to the unit that does have debt, you are gonna have a mortgage payment. So in the one unit, stage, if you if you have a single family home, let's say, of course, your cash flow is going to be higher actually if you do not finance the property or use leverage. But on a multi-scale, when we talk five, six to 60 properties, using leverage is going to provide you more cash flow. And I have an example case study at the end here where we're going to walk through exactly this. The next item is debt pay down. So one of the interesting things about real estate is you know, as our as we're receiving cash flow, as our property is going up in value, we're also getting debt pay down in the form of our mortgage payments getting paid off. That you do not get when you buy the property outright, right? You're, there's nobody paying down your debt. The property's already paid off. So there's no debt pay down attributable to that. And if you look at return on investment, including debt pay down, first return on investment, not including debt pay down. Of course, the con to acquiring debt is you have a mortgage payment to make. So what if the tenant doesn't pay, argues with you, you don't receive the, the payment. If all goes well, being able to use debt and have it get paid down for you over time is going to allow you to build more wealth. Having more units that our leverage allows you to weather the storm versus only having one unit that's providing you money. So, if for example, like if let's say I had, you know, one, I had one unit that was paid off. I put a hundred thousand dollars down. The property cost a hundred thousand. I had it completely paid off. Versus maybe I had five units or four units that were leveraged. Well, I'm going to be able to weather the storm if one of those four units decides not to pay in a particular month. I'm not going to be able to do that. If I just have one property that's trying to weather the storm that way, you're not going to be able to do that with just one property. You need multiple properties. The next item, and I want to, I want to be really clear, we don't invest in real estate solely because of the tax benefits. Um, but if you go back and watch uh, some of my other podcasts, you'll find out that the tax benefits are absolutely insane when it comes to real estate. There's no other asset or vehicle class that allows for the tax breaks or benefits that you're gonna see in real estate. That being said, what's interesting about real estate is that it doesn't matter if you put 100% down, or you buy the property all cash, or you use leverage. You actually get the same tax benefit whichever way you go. So if I, if I put, you know let's say I put $100,000 down on a $100,000 property, I buy it all cash, I get the same tax benefit as if I put no money down or twenty-five thousand dollars down. The tax benefit remains the same when you use leverage, and that's really what's powerful about real estate and how you're able to scale and amplify your portfolio. The fifth benefit that we'll talk about is appreciation. Right? What's what's nice about real estate and using leverage, as compared to the, let's compare it to the stock market. You know, if I have twenty-five thousand dollars cash, well. In the stock market, I'm only getting appreciation on $25,000. know, So let's say I get 3%, 5% a year, only on $25,000. However, in real estate, I can take that $25,000 and go and buy a $100,000 property that I'm now getting that 3 to 5% appreciation on that $100,000 nest egg as opposed to the $25,000 that I might invest into the stock market or crypto or you name it, whatever it is. With real estate, there's that appreciation aspect and it's amplified with using leverage, right? Using leverage is going to amplify the amount of appreciation that I get. The additional, One of the additional benefits that we talked about with using leverage is liability protection. And it took me a, a while to kind of figure this out and be able to annotate this and show it to you guys. But if you think about this, for example, in a scenario where I have $100,000 cash and I either buy one property for $100,000 or I take that $100,000 and I go and buy four $100,000 properties using leverage. right? So I'm putting 25% down on each property. We're not gonna worry about closing costs for this example. But having four properties my, my $100,000 spread out across four properties as opposed to one property, that reduces my liability exposure. And the reason being is if one of those properties goes under or insurance claim, I lose that property, I'm only losing 25% of my equity invested in that one property as opposed to if, that, if I bought a property $100,000 all cash, I'm using that $100,000, I lose everything in that property. So using leverage and spreading out your, your assets also reduces your liability risk from potential creditors, from tenants, from anything, right? Now, the one con, obviously, with that is you're gonna have more properties to deal with, of course, but it will reduce your risk. Uh, you know, if you default or your risk, uh, again, creditors, tenants, having more than one property by using leverage reduces your liability. The next one, and this is the old saying of don't put your eggs in one basket, is market risk mitigation. This is a little bit more towards short-term rentals, but it also does apply to long-term rentals too. So if you think about this, having your having more than one property and having those properties spread out a little bit It allows you to protect yourself against market risks, such as certain cities implementing rent control, or large employers might be moving away from that area, right? If you have a Coke or a Pepsi plan or something like that, where it attracts many, many people and families to that area, and they just move away all of a sudden, that's going to bring the rents in that area down because people are moving away from the area. If you're invested in short-term rentals, there's going to be high and low seasons depending on what type of market you're in. So certain areas of the country are very busy during the the summer and fall months, but get very quiet during the winter months. These are normally cities that sit near lakes because the lakes freeze over in the winter. So by spreading out your, your properties by using leverage, you're able to mitigate your market risk. The third additional benefit is time. When you use leverage and you use other people's money as opposed to having to save and invest all of your money to buy property, you're getting the benefit, the biggest benefit in my opinion out of all these, which is time is the ability to get started sooner rather than later. So the sooner you get started, the more you're gonna learn the lessons along the way, the ups and downs, and the quicker you buy real estate, you're gonna be able to buy real estate quicker using leverage than you would if you were to use cash. Uh, By using leverage, you have the opportunity to get more deals under your belt, which will allow you to build equity faster and allow you to become a more seasoned investor quicker. You're, You're going to be able to speed up that wealth building process. And so we're going to get into a case study now. So I'm going to share my computer screen. But before I get into that, we're going to do two scenarios. So let's say each person, person A and person B, they each have $100,000 cash to play with, okay? Person A is going to buy a property with all cash for 100,000. Person B is gonna buy four properties by using leverage. Each property is gonna be fair market value, 100,000. The rents for each property are gonna be $1,000 a month. Operating expenses are gonna be $300 a month. Principal and interest payment is gonna be $400 a month. We're assuming no closing costs here, just for example's sake. Each person is in a 25% marginal tax rate, and each person has a five-year hold on their properties. So when I share the screen for the, the video here, we have two, we have two examples. So person, person A on the left here is the one that's only buying one property with that $100,000 and holding it for five years versus uh, person B is buying four properties with that same $100,000 using $300,000 worth of leverage. And as you can see, every single metric here is amplified by using leverage. So cash flow is an, an additional $6,000 per year because of the ability to use leverage, or a total of $30,000 additional over five years. The debt pay down factor. Of course with the person A who owns the property outright there is no debt paid on factor compared to person B person B is allowing that tenant or that guest that's staying at their property to pay it down that's a total of 24,500 over 5 years the tax savings so we talked about what's what's interesting about real estate is that no matter if you put $100,000 down or you finance the property you get the same tax benefits whichever way you go can't do that in the stock market for sure but you'll see that the person who has four properties is going to have four times the amount of tax benefits exactly than the person that has only one property and lastly the appreciation the appreciation is going to be about four times more actually more because of um, compound interest but the appreciation that that person is receiving is on that same $100,000 invested is going to be more. So the the total return, the person that has four properties using leverage, actually over over a period of five years, comes out $115,000 more ahead than person A, and their total return is 178% over five years, as opposed to the 62% that the person A who, only has one property is getting. That percent difference swing there is 116% when you compare the two people. But also think about what I was saying before about uh, liability protection, right? Person B, they have their assets spread out, they have four properties, so, you know, a storm happens, blows away one of the houses, you name it, whatever happens, rent and control. If they're only losing one property, they're only losing out on a chunk of their cash flow, one-fourth, versus person A, if that property goes underwater or something happens, they're losing out on all their cash flow. The person B is able to diversify their liability protection by having more than one property. And then we, we spoke about market risk mitigation, right? Having four different properties is going to allow you to spread out that whatever market risk you're subject to across four properties as opposed to one. And then lastly, time. Time is that biggest aspect when it comes to investing. And this is regardless of what you're doing, whether it's stock market, crypto, real estate, businesses, the more time that you have to invest and get better at something, the higher the return you're going to receive in the long run. And so the sooner you can get started by using leverage, the more you're going to have an equity, the more experience you're going to gain, and the more, more knowledgeable of an investor you're, you're going to be. So that's going to wrap it up for today's episode, guys. Uh, we, We talked about so much. We talked about how leverage can impact your real estate investing journey, how it can get you there quicker. It can spread out your risk and boost your returns. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, wherever you are listening to this content. And just wanted to shout out that I am having a boot camp on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. We're going to be talking about how to do bookkeeping for rental properties, bookkeeping for flippers, bookkeeping for real estate agents. And we're going to also dive into tax strategy. No matter what you're doing in real estate, whether you're fixing and flipping, you're buying and holding, you're wholesaling, we got you from a tax strategy perspective. So again, that bootcamp is going to be August 10th, 11th and 12th. If you have a question or want to see something get brought up on the podcast, make sure to DM me at learn like a CPA on Instagram and Twitter. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.